Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. The most important thing, we make decisions about winning, about putting the best team on the ice. I think it's it goes beyond communication. It goes to a relationship. Here's drilled him with a right hand, then missed with a wild right. Lands a right to the shoulder. You know, it's up to us to uh, get the fans excited. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Plus. This is Milan Lucci. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is oil country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at Huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. Today's show from the Stones. Welcome, everybody. Bob Stauffer joining you in Oilers now for Digitex. Hope you had a wonderful weekend. Obviously, a lot of talk with what eventually came to fruition after discussion. Well, we'll find out how long that discussion took place, the trade for Milan Lucic and James Neal. Uh, coming up on today's edition of Oilers Now, which is brought to you by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. No need to spend your valuable time meeting with door-to-door sales reps. Your all-in-one convenient location is Digitex.ca. Digitex.ca, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology, software, IT, and supplies. On today's show... In seven and a half minutes' time, the general manager of the Edmonton Oilers, Ken Holland, on Friday, in and around 1.30, uh, multiple sources started reporting that uh, the fruition of a trade could be completed between the Edmonton Oilers and the Calgary Flames. A, ironically enough, a um, swap of players that was proposed by Elliot Friedman back on June the 8th, uh, so seven weeks ago, and 
ultimately got done. So we'll hear from Ken Holland today at 12.15. At 12.35, the newest member of the Edmonton Oilers, James Neal. We'll get your feedback at 1 o'clock at 1.35 to discuss sort of um, what transpires from an agency perspective on this because... Don't think for a second. I mean, Jerry Johansson, the agent for the Sports Corporation for Milan Lucic, he's the guy that brokered the deal with Peter Shirelli to get Milan to Edmonton in the first place. And it didn't go well for the in the last year and a half for Milan here. Uh, and Milan would be the first guy to tell you that. Uh, I would have liked to have had Milan on the show today. The problem is he's on the ice during the show, so he's skating. Uh, so he will uh, not be available on today's show. We'll, good chance maybe Reed Wilkins gets him here in the next couple of days. It's not going to happen during our timeline here on Oilers Now. Here's how you get a hold of us. You can reach us on the River Cree Resort and Casino uh, hotline, 780-496-0063. They have the Romantics at the River Cree on August the 9th. Tickets at rivercreeresort.com, uh, River Cree with a uh, fully uh, non-smoking main floor and a separate smoking area now known as Embers out at the River Cree Resort and Casino. As always, you can text us at 630-630 on the Heartland Ford text line. Go down and see the great Gretzky. That's Mike Goretzky at Heartland Ford at, uh, and Griff Jarvis at Heartland RV and Heartland Ford in Fort Saskatchewan. Tell them Oilers Now sent you. We're on Twitter. I'm at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stauffer, and tweet Brendan at Brendan Escrot. I probably talked to on Friday alone after the show. I think we went to 2.35 uh, in around that time. Probably about 60 different people over the course of the weekend. Uh several former winners that are still in the league and other organizations. I had some communications with some uh, current uh, players. Uh, There's certainly a level of excitement uh, from the perspective of maybe that James Neal can do something differently than Milan Lucic. That said, uh, Brendan, by the time we went off the air at 2.30 on Friday, we had assumed what might be possible in terms of we knew it was going to be a one-for-one trade it was just going to be how the mechanics were going to work on the deal and now that we know a conditional third round pick with a uh, performance uh, goal situation for neil in place for next season conversely the Oilers are retaining seven hundred fifty thousand dollars a year 12 and a half percent on the contract Give me your quick take. What's you, you got? Uh, you got a minute. The floor is yours. What do you think? All right. I think uh, you know when Elliot talked about this when we had him on in our bonus coverage on Friday. It's it's a logical fit for both teams. Uh, it's you're not often going to see. Uh, two rivals make a trade like this of this magnitude, but that speaks to how much uh, of a logical decision this was for both parties. So I think uh, Lucic brings an element of toughness that's going to take a little bit of a load off of Matthew Kachuk, as we talked about uh, and previously. And Sam Bennett. And Sam, and Sam Bennett, exactly. Yeah. You know, those are very high draft picks. They shouldn't have to go out there and throw knuckles. Well, if Kachuk's going to play the way he does, he's going to have to be accountable. Sometimes I mean, Kachuk will not fight Darnell Nurse. Sam Bennett has and done quite well. So I think it's more take ease of work. They want Bennett to be a player mm-hmm. as well. Keep going. And, and you look at, uh, at James Neal in Edmonton, and what what does this team really need? Obviously some scoring. I don't think 20 goals again is out of the question. I understand that he's in the uh, <laughs> the last stretch of his career, and that's fine, but uh, he's got a lot more potential to score 20 goals than I think Milan does at this stage of his career. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I mean, James Neal's got a, a way quicker release than Milan Lucic. I just think it, it's funny. If you hit 12, again, I'm going to go back to, you know, I'll say something right now. If the Oilers had had James Neal in the playoffs in 2017, he scores an even-strength goal against the uh, 
against the Anaheim Ducks that year. He does because he's got that ability to score off the rush. And unfortunately for Lucic, it didn't happen. I mean, Newton Hopkins, Everly, and Lucic concluded the 2016-17 season together. And they had a hot run. Milan Lucic had a hat-trick late in the season, third or fourth last game of the year against San Jose. A natural hat-trick. Edmonton was down 2-1 in the third period. He got three in a row. Two were within... Uh, you know, a foot of the net, one on a soft play by David Schlemko, just left him unguarded. But if you had told me that Luch would score under 20 goals combined in the next two years, the end of the 2016-17 season, I, I'd call you crazy. You know what? This is how fickle the situation is, and people say, well, the owners did it to themselves, and that might be a fair assessment. But Peter Sorelli bet on Lucic. He let, bet on his character, and he bet on his ability and we didn't think there'd be a drop-off to year five, six, maybe seven. It's certainly seven, but by five or six in his career. That's number one. He believed that, yes, a Pugliarvi could potentially replace Jordan Everly. He believed that Lucic was going to be a legitimate top-six winger. And the Oilers needed Andre Sekera healthy. And those three things, more than anything else, completely undermined the course. Pugliarvi lost his traction as a player. He had a little bit for a window. I mean, even this, the first half of 2017-18, Lucic was a relatively productive player. I, I can remember we went in and played, we, the Oilers, the, I was, you know, with the team flying, and uh, played Montreal, smoked them at the Bell Center, 1-6-2. Should have beaten the Leafs the next night, uh, outshot them like 45-20 to 20 or something like that. Bressois was in goal for both games. And the team went into Columbus and absolutely crushed the Blue Jackets 7-2 and beat the Blue Jackets up. And I, you know, I was like, they're going to make the playoffs. They'll, they'll pull it together here. Pogliarvi has some traction. Lucic has some. Eventually, they'll get Sekra back. You know what? It never got better than that for Edmonton at that time. Very quickly into our Oilers Now Audio Vault for Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings. Uh, in Edmonton, Fort McMurray and online at directworkwear.com. Uh, you mentioned Elliot Friedman. He said uh, this as to why each player is a better fit on their respective new team. Last year, Kachuk kind of did a role that I don't think Calgary wants him fighting so much anymore. Look, fighting's not as big as it used to be, but now Kachuk doesn't have to do it. I think that's a part of it. And, you know, I think Edmonton's looking for scoring on the wings. And I just, you know, I can't imagine, Bob, that James Neal's as bad as he played last year. I think he's a better player than that. I think McDavid will be happy to have him. And I think they're hoping that two of those guys can have some magic. Well, absolutely. Uh, James Neal's been training with McDavid. And uh, make no mistake, and I put it out in the tweet middle of the afternoon on Friday, uh, Connor McDavid will be on board with this. There's no debate about that. Uh, Freeman adding some additional comments back into our Oilers now audio vault for direct workwear where safety meets savings. Elliot Freeman saying both players need a new new fresh start. Both of those players need a change of scenery, right? Like, it's not exactly pure genius on my part that I'm saying that. Look, anybody who was watching could see that Neil wasn't happy in his first year in Calgary and it wasn't working out with uh, Lucic and Edmonton. And uh, I I think both of those teams looked at it like, you know, we can help each other out here. Um, You know, uh, what does Calgary get Uh, in terms of actual cash? The actual cash on Lucic is less than Neil. So I think that's going to allow them the opportunity to maybe do some things. Um, Maybe something small, maybe the RFAs that you mentioned. 
All right, so there you go. Uh, 1216 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. At some time uh, in the next uh, 75 minutes, we're going to have Ken Holland on the show. We're just, uh, apparently he's just on a call. Who knows? Yes, Apolliarby? I'm kidding. I have absolutely <laughs> no. Now, there's an interesting situation because of what position James. We are expecting James Neal at 1235, by the way, to join us on Oilers Now. Uh, we initially forecasted Ken Holland joining us at about 1215. Might be pushed back a few minutes here. Um, anyhow, that is an interesting situation. Yes, Apolliarby. What position ultimately does James Neal play? Does he play right wing? Or conversely, does he end up playing the left wing? Because if you look at the Oilers' depth chart, on the right wing, let's just say Neil ends up being a right wing. You got Cassian, who finished the year with Settle and McDavid. You have Chase on, who the Oilers just re-signed to a two-year deal at $2.2 million. He scored 22 goals last year. Those guys combined for 37 goals. James Neal. So Neil's, gonna, Neil's coming here to play in the top six. There's no ifs, ands, and buts about it, right? So let's just say Neil and Cassian end up in the top two right-wing slots if he plays right wing, third line right wing, theoretically, uh, could be Alex Chase on. They've just signed Josh Archibald, and they uh, and the Oilers still have Sam Gagne, who played third or fourth line right wing last year as well. Where does that put Yasa Pugliarvi? Well, we don't even know if Yasa Pugliarvi is going to, you know. I, I don't see there being a, a rush at this stage on Pugliarvi. Uh, you know, uh, the agents kind of backed themselves into a position here, uh, retracting the comments that uh, he alleged he didn't say to Mark Spector. I'll take spec on that one. So, yes, a pull yard. The owners had, in my, it's funny, we, we talked about Sacra. We talked about Lucic. We talked about Paul Yarby. Those are three storylines that maybe played a huge part. And, and, Sekiro was just unlucky with injuries. First the torn ACL, then the blown Achilles. When the Oilers, do you recall the venom that was out there around 1.30, 1 o'clock, 1.30 on July 1st? People like, why did you buy out Sekiro? And why, you know, can't they trade Lucic? And I just said, wait, just, just wait for the rest of the summer to see what happens. So they used some of the cap space, theoretically, from Sekiro to take on a bit of an eat on Lucic. But I think most fans, I'd like to know, like, now that you know the exact parameters of the deal, that the Edmonton Oilers are in a position where they now have James Neal instead of Milan Lucic and they ate 750 k to do it. And there's a caveat in there where if, uh, you know, Neal outscores Lucic by 10 goals plus and assuming he gets over 21 in the year, are you comfortable with the trade? What do you think of the trade? Texas at 630-630 on our Heartland Ford text line. It's pretty interesting how, and again, Brendan, you were back in the studio. I was with Reed over at Rogers Place, and I was just like, people just got to see things through. I mean, there was rumblings. Elliot, back on June 8th, mentioned Lucic uh, for Neil. I'll tell you point blank. There were players in the league on July 15th, or on June 15th, June 15th. Stoff, this is happening. This is going to be a trade. One way or the other, these two guys are flipping spots. That said, 48 hours before the trade went down, I wasn't 100% sure it was going to happen. I'll tell you that. You can never, these situations are fluid. You never 100% know. Sometimes there's been trades that we thought were going to come to fruition that never did. And other times, boom, they happen quickly. And that's what I was hoping to talk to uh, uh, Ken Holland about.
you want to jump in? Go ahead. Yeah, I got a couple points I want to make. First of all, it was surprising to me to see that after that trade was made, people were saying that Ken Holland had redeemed his summer as if this wasn't part of the plan all along. I didn't necessarily know that this was going to be the move, but you had to look at the the small-scale moves on July 1st and figure he wasn't done. So that's, um, you know, and I understand why people are quick to react in this market. And I'm, I'm, all I'm saying about this is this is Ken Holland dealing. This is not Peter Shirelli anymore. So you got to see what's what's going to happen here. All right, we're going to step out for, um, give me a one-minute break. And when we come back, I think we'll have Ken Holland. This is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 1222 in Edmonton. Welcome back. All right, let's get right to it. We're joined by the uh, president and uh, general manager of the Edmonton Oilers, uh, Ken Holland, who uh, has been kind enough to uh, join us here. Just got to hit the right button. Ken, how are you doing? Good. Nice to be with you, Bob. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for your time. Um, so it, it, we were just talking about July 1st, and, uh, you know, we were sort of like, hey, everybody just needs to relax here. There's lots of... Uh, uh, wheels in motion. Uh, sometimes there's deals that happen quickly, Ken. Other times there's deals that take a while. Uh, was this situation with Milan and, and James part of a, a longer play? In, in other words, in the, in the back of your mind, did you think it might be possible to get this done uh, as far back as maybe late June? Yeah, Brad Living and I uh, started having conversations actually just prior to heading to Vancouver for the entry draft. So, you know, maybe June the 20th, thereabouts. Uh, we, uh, and we 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 talked a number of times during the um, our time in Vancouver, and and uh, uh, you know, I would say to you a lot of a lot of there was a lot of factors why it took um, took a while. Certainly, um, the structures of the contracts. Um, you know, I think you know. Obviously, it's it's uh, Calgary and Edmonton. It's the Battle of Alberta, and uh, you know, I, being in Detroit a long time, Detroit and Chicago didn't make deals for a long time. I think until we we, we did the Chelios deal from Chicago to Detroit. So sometimes it takes a while to um, to get comfortable um, making deals with uh, with rivals. But uh, probably it's, we we talked for for a while over a month, and uh, obviously, I think both sides feel good that uh, about the deal with what we got done on Friday. Well, Jack Adams made trades with Chicago because he used them as a farm team back <laughs> yeah. in the day. <laughs> yeah. I better be careful. Glenn Hall still might be listed on the show, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I digress. Hey, wait a sec. Let's bring Sawchuck back. Uh, but I, I digress. All right. So you get this. You get this deal done with. By the way, just in terms of the cap space that you acquired. Um, when you bought out Secker, in the back of your mind, were you thinking you might have to de- deploy it potentially, Ken, to trade uh, Milan? Yeah, I mean, we continued to talk throughout. Um, you know, after the draft in Vancouver and leading up to July 1st and, 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 and early July. So certainly, um, you know, I think buying out Andre was... Uh, it's always tough. I mean, I don't know him, but 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 uh, you know, talking to people around uh, great guy. the, the order, the guy that was well respected. He's a veteran. We just needed some flexibility, and, and we've got we got lots of defensemen. So, you know, for a variety of reasons, but certainly buying out Secker, part of it was was to create cap space to have flexibility to be able to do something. Right. Absolutely. All right. Uh, was there a point over the course? Because I thought it might be possible second or third week of uh, June. Or sorry, July. Was there a point where you thought it wasn't going to happen, Ken? Um, you know, Bob. I don't know. You know, 
been at it a long time. Sometimes you have lots of conversations and they just sort of peter out. Yeah. Um, and sometimes they, um, the, the, all those conversations are necessary to get a deal done. So uh, it was hard to handicap it. Uh, you know, I think, so I, I'm not sure about that really. I just think that we stay. I, the good part was, I think, you know, from both of our sides, either I would reach out or Brad would reach out on a regular basis and never really and never really petered out. And then over the last week, it really, you know, I think starting on Monday last week, and then we, we did the deal on Friday. Starting on Monday, we got at it. We, we started to have more conversations. And by Tuesday, uh, I had given permission to, um, to Brad, Tree Living, and, and Calgary to reach out and have conversations with Milan because obviously he had a no move. Right. Um, and after Tuesday, Wednesday, he talked to Milan, talked to, uh, I think, Brad Living on Tuesday, and he talked to the uh, Flames coaches on Wednesday. And Jerry Johansson, the agent, told me Wednesday night that uh, uh, Milan felt good about those conversations. And I think, you know, things just started to ramp it the, 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 up over the course of the week. What are you getting in James Neal, Ken? Well, obviously, we're hoping we're going to get a guy that can, you know, the guy in I would use the word the guidance record book. I mean, there's a, there's a history to the player. And if you look at uh, James Dale in the guidance record book, he scored 20-plus goals, I think, 10 or 11 consecutive years. He had a tough year this year in Calgary. And, um, you know, I, I think that uh, he's, a, he's a guy that can score. He's, he's a shooter. Um, we've got playmaking center icemen um, and, and playmaking forwards, certainly in, those, in our three big guys up front. And James is a big body. History says that uh, that he can score twenty plus goals, and uh, we're hoping that he's uh, he had a tough year. When you look at the guide record book a few years from now, this is the last year in Calgary was just uh, just an off year. So we're hoping he's going to rebound. And I know he's motivated. He spent a uh, good part of this summer, June, July, and August. He's going to be in Toronto working with with Gary Roberts and and uh, at the same place Connor McDavid's at. So he's motivated to. Uh, to bounce back so he's a shooter he's a scorer and we've got playmaking forwards for him to play with and uh, between his motivation uh, and his history I'm hoping that he can bounce back this year and score some goals for us and, and be a real impact uh, in helping us have a good year we've not had you on since the team signed uh, Josh Archibald can you give me a quick 15 second rip on him well he's you know dude, talking to scouts you guys he can skate. He can uh, he can kill penalties. He plays with energy. He scored 12 goals this year. What I'm trying to do in the bottom part of the roster, more people that can score. Yeah. You know, I say eight to 12 goals, double-digit goals, and the offense can't be just three or four guys. It's got to got to have some secondary offense. So uh, Archie can skate. Wanna, we want to play, but we want to play up tempo. We want to be able to skate. He can skate. He works. He competes. He can kill penalties, and hopefully he can chip in some some. Uh, some secondary scoring. Ken, if Marcus Lato contacted you and did a mea culpa and said, hey, uh, my guy's got nothing in Europe, uh, would we would the orders be open to having Pogliarvi come back in here and, and uh, try to position himself for a spot on the team? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I don't, I, I guess, I guess, Bob, I would say to you, in my experience, I never want to box myself into one position. So, right. You know, I'm going to operate today based upon the information at hand. If the information t- tomorrow is different than today, then I've got to reevaluate uh, my position. So I'm open to to anything um, that makes sense in the best interest of the Edmonton Oilers. All right, Ken, look, we appreciate your time. Thank you for taking uh, time to join us here in Oilers Now, okay? 
Thanks, Bob. You bet. That's Oilers President and General Manager Ken Holland. It's exactly 12.30. Off to a global news weather traffic update. Uh, is it with Eileen Bell? She is back in the saddle. And when we come back, hopefully we'll have James Neal on the show on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.